2: Today on NFL Fantasy Live, trick plays, turnovers, and 24 points in three minutes. We get you caught up with a wild Week 7 Monday night game in the Steel City. Plus, there's plenty of gems on the waiver wire this week. See which players our gentlemen say you should pick up and start in Week 8. And is it time to trade away Megatron and Jimmy Graham, or could it be time to trade for them? The answers to those burning questions and more are coming up. NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose starts now. NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money-Smith here with Akbar Baja Biamila and Fantasy Hall of Famer, the Hoff, Michael Fabiano. Remember, you can always join the conversation by following us on Twitter at NFL Fantasy. It's Tuesday Let's get right to it. Get those claims in. I was so eager for my waiver claim that I was trying to do it last night. It was like this action cannot be executed. I was <laughs> screaming at computer. I kept hitting refresh on NFL.com. not kidding because I was so excited about a tight end that appeared in our experts league, by the way, oh, that I'm looking forward wow. to. Picking up, Uh, who's your number one waiver-wire target, Fabs?
3: Right now, it's Jerick McKinnon. uh, And I was surprised that he was available in so many leagues on NFL.com. Right now, available in over 80%. He has become the top running back in Minnesota. My boy, Matt Asiata, his days as the number one, officially over. McKinnon is exciting. He's elusive. He's fast. And he's playing the Bucks this week. I don't know if you can get a better matchup as a running back. Uh, maybe the Atlanta Falcons, but the Bucs are not good defensively. So McKinnon is an add and start, Akbar.
2: Yeah, and with a rookie quarterback in his backfield, they're going to trust the running back a lot more than the quarterback if the game is in the balance. How about it, Akbar?
4: You know, for me, this is a sneaky one. I wouldn't sneaky. necessarily – he's my number one, maybe my 1.5. Uh, so to speak, but it's going to be Brandon LaFell. This offense okay. really – yeah, I know you're trying What's to figure What's 1-5? 1-5 is – you're kind so it's of a McKinney one. one, and now this because he already took
2: them <laughs> no, He's the 1-5.
4: No, 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 it's Brandon LaFell, and that's because this offense is really starting to get a lot of push now. You saw the momentum that they're starting to go with. He's the third most targeted wide receiver on the team right now, and he's really starting to develop the chemistry with Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is on point right now.
2: Tom, Bader, Tom Brady's on point? Yeah, he's on point. Oh, you know our James Coe needs a quarterback. He's trying to get Drew Brees for me, and I also have Tom Brady.
3: Oh, you better move one of those <laughs> two guys. What do you guys. think? Should
2: I? Can I get Julius Thomas for Tom Brady? If he's desperate enough? I think, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, he can. You Coe, yeah, be I'm fun. coming for you, Coe. <laughs> I think I'm you coming can. for you. Tom Brady, Julius Thomas. You're straight a smart up. man, Money Smart. All right, we'll have more waiver wire targets later in the show, but now we throw it to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank.
1: Thank you, Money. We are getting you caught up, as we always do, with all the latest news and notes from around the National Football League. Let's start in Detroit. On Monday, star receiver Calvin Johnson traveled with the team to London for the Lions' matchup with the Falcons this week. Megatron's missed the last two games due to an ankle injury, but his traveling is a good sign. On Tuesday, when asked about his rehab, Megatron told NFL Network Steve Weiss, quote, I'm back running. That's a great thing for me right now. Sounds like Calvin might actually play this week. So, Rank, if Megatron plays, can you confidently start Matt Stafford? I don't
5: confidently start anybody. (laughs) You should know that. I'm nervous about everybody. But this is good news for Stafford. This is good news also for Golden Tate, who played so well in in, in his absence last week. Because if you have somebody like Calvin Johnson with a team that doesn't have a great secondary, and the Falcons certainly don't, This is great all the way around. So I really like this move. Hopefully he does play this week. And, of course, if Calvin Johnson is playing for the Detroit Lions, he's playing for my fantasy football
1: team. Yeah, it's been amazing to watch how much that Lions offense struggles without him on the field. It's, It's amazing. We will have more on the Lions and Falcons matchup later with Steve Weiss live from London, so make sure you stick around for that one. Meanwhile, appearing on NFL AM Monday morning, Bengals Pro Bowl receiver A.J. Green said he's getting healthier, but his status is still up in the air. AJ's missed the team's last two games due to a lingering toe issue. Green also admitted during the interview that he probably won't be fully healthy for the rest of this season. So now knowing that, if Green does play Sunday against the Ravens, does he start for you?
5: Yeah, certainly. As long as he's able to go, he's going to be out there and starting for me. Of course, having him on the field will make Giovanni Bernard a little bit better. They can't commit to saf- – ha- you know, they have to move those safeties back. They can't sneak one of them into the box because that was a big problem last week. So – It's going to help all the way around just to have him on the field. For your fantasy team, I don't know, but for the rest of the Bengals,
1: you're starting absolutely. (laughs) Which means it helps if you have Gio Bernard and those kind of guys. Absolutely. Stick with that. Some bad news for the New Orleans Saints. Ian Rappaport is reporting that running back Pierre Thomas is expected to miss two to three weeks due to a shoulder injury. Thomas left Sunday's loss to Detroit in the third quarter with that shoulder issue. So, rank. Which one of the myriad of Saints running backs do you expect is going to pick up Thomas's touches while he's gone?
5: Well, this was a tough one because they had a tough matchup against the Lions. We were just kind of watching the way this played out. Mark Ingram was back into the mix. Kyrie Robinson will be back in the mix, too. But Cadet could be the guy who comes in and takes that role as kind of the swing back, the third down back. So, really, there's a hodgepodge of it. We really never know what what Sean Payton is thinking. So, Kyrie and... Ingram are the two guys I'm watching the most. But I just know he's going to come in. We're going to be doing that. Helps no one on Monday. And boom, there he is.
1: Translation, go get Austin Johnson. (laughs) Don't
5: get Austin (laughs) Johnson. Moving
1: on to the Jaguars. When asked if running back Denard Robinson would keep the starting job moving forward after his 127-yard performance Sunday, head coach Gus Bradley told the media, I think so. He did a good job. Thanks for that. This according (laughs) to the Florida Times Union. Now, if Robinson does
5: nab the starting gig, is he worth plugging into your lineup every week? You know what? It's going to be de- dependent on the matchup. He's one of those guys you look at was very exciting. He can also he can do a lot of different things. He adds a little bit of unpredictability to the offense, which is good. It's something that team needed. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a matchup play, and but certainly somebody you go out, get on the waiver wire this week, and then go ahead and uh, see how it goes. There you go. Go tie up the shoelace. <laughs> For more now, we'll throw it
1: back to Money and the Guys.
2: All right, thank you, guys. The 3-3 three and three Texans squared off versus the 3-3 three and three Steelers Monday night in Pittsburgh. What are we saying? Big, big contest. To the highlights, Ben Roethlisberger, big-eyed. Arian Foster, the centerpiece of that Houston Texans-Bill O'Brien offense. And here we go, straight out the gate. Up the middle. Is that the A or the B gap? Looked that
3: hamstring looks pretty good. Like the uh, that, looks kind of like A, a B gap, gap. Yeah. Right, down,
2: right there. So 33 yards. Uh, and then how about Alfred Blue getting the uh, the touchdown catch? That would put them up 7-0. Steelers down 13-3. First and 10 at the 35. Here's Big Ben and Mark Tavis. Brian for Hooray. a 35-yard awesome touchdown. Bonk oh, against the look wall. Look at the toe drag on that. 13-10, things just starting to turn around for the Steelers after an Arian Foster fumble. Steelers now first and in goal inside the five. And how about this bit of trickery from Todd Haley?
4: Ooh. Look at this. Lefty. Throwing it with his last. Like we'll and Lance hand. Moore. You're
2: a lefty? Okay. Doing some high knees there. I get you four knee. points for uh I get you le- five po- four points, right? Four points from Antonio yeah, Brown. there we yes. go. Steelers up 17-13 after another Houston turnover. Steelers have it. On the two, second and goal, Le'Veon so Bell, Bell sick. I love for that. the easy Lava. touchdown. Watch this,
4: watch this, watch the tap, watch the tap. Look at that. Look like Glover right there. The uh, Steelers would they score
2: 24 same. points in less than three minutes. Bell with 20.5 fantasy points. Here we go, up 24-16. Ben lobs Ooh, one for Brown. Ooh. That was in. I don't care what they say. Uh, well, it wasn't in. He was out by about a half inch. You could see from the divot no. there. No, and look at that. Look term. at that. It's not in, that one. Look at right that. there.
4: Look, no. Oh, no. No, of course the divot's going to be on the white, yeah. Uh, so
2: that just happened uh, at the end of the game with 95 seconds left. There you go. Aaron Foster gets his fantasy good. owners. That Real good. Yeah, showed really faith good. in Foster, drafting him perhaps in the late first round, early second. 15 and a half points. Pittsburgh though holds on. to and here you go, a lot of points. And whenever we see a lot of points on Monday Night Football, we, of course, know that a lot of fantasy fortunes shifted on that one game. If you started Le'Veon Bell getting nearly 21 points, even though he didn't rush for a touchdown, Antonio Brown gives you double digits again. We'll get to that in a moment. And Roethlisberger
3: would have gave you over 20 if that touchdown counted. Exactly. So
2: right there on the cuff of those 20 points. Let's go uh, with Arian Foster and Le'Veon Bell, guys. Currently, they are the third and fourth ranked running backs right there, neck and neck, based on total Fantasy points, and here is a look. This is what you got to start thinking about playoff schedules week 14, 15, and 16. So, knowing what we know, how they're being used, which running back, let's say maybe you get offered a trade. You have Le'Veon Bell, they offer you Arian Foster, you have Arian Foster, you get offered Le'Veon Bell. Which back would you rather have why are you playing, for the rest of the season? Why
3: are you playing with my emotions? This is a really hard question, right? Here. That's a really good one. It is. I've got to side with Le'Veon Bell. I've got to side with the younger guy who hasn't had a history of injuries and isn't coming off a back surgery. I know Foster's been great. I like the schedule there. The Atlanta Falcons in week 15. Oh, man, that is a great matchup. And Kansas City in week 16, which is your Super Bowl. The Chiefs much better at home defensively than they are on the road, and that game would be at Heinz Field. So I'm going with Bell
2: here. Well, you just mentioned the numbers. Uh, Bell does have the sixth easiest schedule when it comes to fantasy points against for running backs, while Arian Foster has the 11th toughest. How about you, Akbar? Are you in concert with the, the Hoff here? Uh,
4: I, I I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell as well. And, and on top of that, they, they have a better quarterback. And I think when you have a better quarterback, you have a better wide receiver. That's going to give you more opportunities to be able to have those holes opened up. So he's going to be going up against softer holes. And that that Kansas City Chiefs defense isn't the same Kansas City Chiefs defense that we've known from last year. So there is a lot of room for him to be able to explode and have very big games. Now I do like that first game of the week for uh, against the Atlanta, excuse me the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. for Aaron Foster. But... It, it's Le'Veon The Bill. one
2: thing, I, just to give the other side the counterpoint, that I would say, as you mentioned, the quarterback and the mm-hmm. fact that he does have Antonio Brown and Todd Haley does like to sling that ball around. The Texans, I mean, they've got to run the ball. They're only 3-4. and four. They're still in the playoff race, and Arian Foster is their best option in terms of putting points on the board and trying to lean on J.J. Watt. So I guess the, the confidence for Arian Foster is you know he's going to get touches. Even though he fumbled it inside the five, it led to one of those touchdowns. That's what they do. I mean, they they run zone. Arian Foster is one of the best zone-running running backs in the league, and he's going to get his touches every single week. I just love the idea of consistency going through the rest of the season and into the playoffs.
3: Arian Foster is a stud, and he's been a stud for most of the last four years, so I'd like to have either one of them. Yeah. If I had to choose one, it's Levy. All right, let's go uh,
2: Let's go to Antonio Brown, the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Look at his hey, production. Hey, hey. I mean, you've got two weeks over 20 points, one over 25. And this is like
3: standard scoring.
2: Yeah, standard scoring. This is not, well, PPR, he's. PPR, he's a monster. Yeah. So, standard scoring, you only have one week under 10 points, and he still got you. Eight and a half. Whoa. You know why he did that, right? He did that because
4: his number, 8.4, 84. You no, get it? everyone he does. doesn't do that like you with no. 9.4. Uh,
2: the What would you have to give up? Because let, let's say you look at it. He is clearly a target you're going to want to go after here if you need a wide receiver. Perhaps somebody that has him drafted, did not draft a running back. They took Antonio Brown mm-hmm. at the back end of the first. What are we talking about? Uh, what look, are we giving up to get Antonio I'll, Brown? I'll
4: tell you what I'd give up. I'd give up an RB1 and perhaps to make it a little sweeter because you're losing a wide receiver, I'd give you a mid-tier wide receiver. Throw that, bundle that in the package. So perhaps like an Andre Ellington and throw you in like a mid-tier wide receiver just to give you that, that comfort that you're losing a wide receiver. But he's that good. I have to give up an RV one.
2: How about this, uh, Fabs? Let's say, and here's a serious hypothetical, let's say Megatron goes off for 25 points over there in London. Uh, can you offer up Megatron for Antonio Brown? Would you do that if you had Megatron?
3: You know what? I would rather have Antonio Brown at this point. I really wouldn't. I don't know if the Megatron's going to play this week. We don't know hypothetically. Right. Uh, hypothetically speaking. speaking. But I, I, Brown is just the better wide receiver right now. He really is. And he is the guy there. I know Calvin's the guy in Detroit, but Golden Tate is also there. Drake Bell is also there. Reggie Bush is also there. So I'd rather have Antonio Brown so, right now.
2: Julio Jones. A.J. Green, Jordy yes. Nelson. If if you don't have Antonio Brown and you have one of them, you're trading them for Antonio Brown. You're making that offer. Can, can, I, can I, I don't
3: want you to get mad because here? of the Jordy Jordy Nelson. <laughs> I mean, can I can I throw a red flag? The guy right now.
0: I,
4: I'm going to throw a red flag here. And I want to challenge that. The only reason why I'm challenging is because. Antonio Brown's number one right now because A.J. Green and Calvin Johnson haven't been healthy. But if Calvin Johnson's healthy, there's no way Antonio See, Brown is the number one yeah, wide receiver in the National Football League. Before it's Calvin
3: not happen. got hurt, his numbers were not a that great. After that first week, but think he's got he's got, got, he's got Golden Tate on the opposite side
2: of Calvin Johnson. That makes it may, that much more. If legal. I may interject. And this is how deals are made. Right here. This is (laughs) how deals are made. So, lob it out there in your league. Make that trade. Roddy White led the NFL in targets in Week 7, but is he really back to his old self? Find out next when Marcus Grant breaks down the weekend's targets and touches leaders. Plus, we reveal the players fans say helped them the most this past week. Week Seven's Game Changers coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Time now for Game Changers presented by Bose. This season, we are looking for your help to decide which performances made the biggest impact for your fantasy teams. Tweet us using the hashtag Game Changers, and we might feature your tweet on an episode of NFL Fantasy Live just like we're about to do right now for some of those lucky fans. Fabs, you'll get us started with the quarterback. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, he made a little
3: history this week, right? The first player in NFL history to have 300 passing yards and 100 rushing yards in the same game. He has now scored 30-plus fantasy points in two of his last three games and Money, a big part of the reason why he's running with the football. He has 100-plus yards in two of those three games where he has scored 30-plus fantasy points, and he's emerged as a guy right now who is amongst the elite. Not Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, but... He's very, very close to being on that level. And Russell Wilson helped me yeah. beat James Coe this week in our NFL Fantasy Live League.
2: Looks like I might end up as a top five quarterback this season. Akbar, I know you never pass up an opportunity to talk about <laughs> Ronnie Hillman, do you? Well,
3: why? Because
4: he went to San Diego State? and That's I exactly went to San why. Diego State. No, no, that's not why. That's because my my, my, my uncle would call him a bombonical performer. Not player, but performer. Because the way he played against the New York Jets, the way he played against the San Francisco 49ers, who both have great run defense. He showed me that he can play. And not only that, his ability to to do things out of the backfield as well. He's now saturated. He understands this passing game that the Denver Broncos are operating, and he is a force to be reckoned with. He's gonna do the same
2: thing he did in college. Let's stick with the Broncos and go with what was a ridiculous performance from Demarius he Thomas. Is this so week. Yeah. Yeah, he is so good. He is
3: absolutely the best wide receiver in fantasy football right now. Over the last three games, five hundred and twenty-one receiving yards. Say that
4: again, because I, I didn't hear it.
3: Five hundred and twenty-one receiving yards. That's 101 more than any other player. 101. That's how good he's been. Five touchdowns in his last three games. That leads the national football. Football League. Thomas is another member of my fantasy football yes, team is, in, in the, the NFL Experts Fantasy League. Live League. Yeah. That's why I'm smiling a lot. These you know, days, uh, so you know who's a member of a my
2: fantasy game. team Who in the that? Fantasy Experts League. Golden, Golden Tate, ten? and I was taking on America's team, and perhaps I embraced my communist role this week because I was <laughs> going against America's team and did not want to acknowledge materialism and capitalism in the gold standard. So I benched Golden Tate and his 21 points, and I lost Ouch. by 18. what see what, oh. Yes, oh. See what happens. <laughs> At least I benched him for Mark Ingram, who got me two points. Golden Tate, by the way, <laughs> he is averaging nine targets per game. He is clearly, well, Megatron's not in there, but even when he is in there, he's still getting seven-plus targets. Must start. Must start moving forward. That was Game Changers presented by Bose. For more now, we throw it to Adam and Marcus.
5: Thanks, Money. I'm here with NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant standing right over there. And every week you write a column called Fantasy Breakdown. Not only... Does it get that song stuck in my head? And I do not like Jack Johnson, but tell us a little bit about the column.
1: Wow, I need this here. Old train. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, it, if you are a wide receiver, you can't score fantasy points without the football. You can't get the football unless somebody's throwing it to you. So oh, every week I take sense. a look at all the targets and the guys who are getting the ball thrown their
5: way. All right, let's take a look at Week Seven's most targeted players. And that'll be coming at you right here. Roddy White leads the way with 15 targets. Sammy Watkins getting the ball thrown to him a lot by Kyle Orton. Golden Tate, the aforementioned Golden Tate, who is on Money's bench. Jermaine Gresham, surprise Surprise, entrant here. At the tight end position, of course, Doug Baldwin stepping up. Brandon Marshall, I don't know why he was yelling in the uh, locker room. He got ten targets. (laughs) But I want to start with the guy there on top, Roddy White. A lot of us had moved him to the bench because he had not been performing very well. What do we see out of him this week?
1: Well, you like seeing the ball go his direction. Now, the problem is, as long as Julio Jones is upright and on the football field, Roddy White is going to be the second option in that passing game. But – you know there are going to be games like this where Matt Ryan's going to look in his direction where Jones just either isn't getting open or they're just not connecting. So it's frustrating, I know, trying to have Roddy White and trying to plug him in every single week, but this is one of those games that reminds you, don't despair.
5: He is still a quality receiver, and as long as he's getting the ball thrown his way, he's going to make plays. Marcus, you cannot spell frustrating without the A in Keenan Allen. What's up with him? Wait, what? I don't Uh, know. Frustrated. There's an answer, He
1: finally performed this week. We've been waiting for this for so long. And look, the numbers weren't great. He only had 58 yards receiving. But keep in mind, the previous two weeks, he had 52 total yards when it came to receiving. So Keenan Allen getting the football thrown his way. And it's just nice to see Phillip Rivers at least looking in his direction. They're not always high-quality targets, but at this point, if you spent the high draft pick on Keenan Allen, you're just happy to see the football going in his direction. <laughs> that's, that's what it's come down to. You're just
5: happy. All right. Here are the most backfield opportunities that you like to go over in your breakdown column. and I've just been passed a note. Tom Petty also did a song called Breakdown, apparently. My dad, my, my dad just passed me that note. Okay. Dre Ellington was leading the, the way here with 24 Rushing att- what do you mean by opportunities? What are we doing here? Well, they're opportunities. They're rushing attempts plus pass targets. How many times a running back potentially sees the football come his direction? Was it opportunities by the Pet Shop Boys? No? Yes? No? All right, let's talk about Dre Ellington, who is leading the way right
1: there. Absolutely. Bruce Arians has been telling us for a couple of years now that he wants to have one single workhorse back, and it looks like Andre Ellington is going to be that guy. Now, hey, note to Andre, look, I appreciate you being <laughs> unselfish and all, but don't That's take nice. yourself out near the goal line next time, man. But uh, you love to see the fact that he's getting the football so much, whether it's carries, whether it's targets,
5: Whatever, he is going to be a workhorse back, and he deserves to be in your lineup every week. Dude, he got you sixteen points. Relax. You don't, I know. Need, don't yell at I'm him. Yell at the guys who are not getting it. I'm being greedy. Joique Bell, though, getting us a lot of points. What do we see out of him this week? Well, this week I have no idea what we're going to see out of him. Hopefully, more
1: because that Atlanta defense has been so sketchy this year. But you just never really know. Is it going to be Joique Bell's week? Is it going to be Reggie Bush's week? It's sort of like dealing with Saints running backs in a lot of ways. A and I guess it bit? makes I guess it makes sense with Joe Lombardi coming over from New Orleans to Detroit. Ah. Maybe there's some of that going on. So this week, it was a good Joke Bell week. Next week, you never know what's going to happen.
5: Yeah, you look at the matchup against the Falcons, as you said. It's It a looks good one. so tantalizing yeah. that you want to go ahead and set them. All right, well, very good. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate well, you breaking you. it down for us. That was good stuff. Now, well, coming right up, Right, we're right around the halfway point of the NFL season, so we're unleashing our list of top trade targets. These are the players you have to be dealing for right now. And up next... We're digging through the waiver wire to find you gold. See which players our guys say you can pick up and play right now. This is NFL Fantasy Live. A, time, end zone,
0: touchdown. Baldwin breaks free. and Bob Baldwin, he's a tough, physical guy. Rolls right, throws right, touchdown a good giant. feel for the players around you, and Beckham does a nice job. Cross the hash mark to the end zone for the Touchdown. And a dagger for the rookie, Devontae Adams.
2: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here with Adam Rank, Michael Fabiano, and Marcus Grant. It's Tuesday, and we know what you want. So how about some waiver targets? Fabs, get us started. A little war eagle action here.
3: Let's do it with Trey Mason, who has been phenomenal over the last couple of weeks for both the Rams and fantasy owners. Scored his first NFL touchdown this past week against a tough Seattle Seahawks defense. This is a guy now who has clearly surpassed Zach Stacy, who didn't have a touch last week money. Unbelievably, he has been almost completely phased out of that offense. Mason is available in over 98% of NFL.com leagues. Pick him up. He's got flex starter value. If he could ever learn how to run block, he could be a three down back.
2: Uh, Pass block. I believe. That's uh, exactly I'm sorry. If he's run blocking, blocking, somebody else is taking his carries. <laughs> you got me. Remember the days when uh, Matt Asiata was our number one <laughs> waiver wire target? Oh, I yeah. they changed rank.
5: I don't remember that because we said when everything started to go down in Minnesota that Jarek McKinnon was going to be the long term play here eventually. It just took him a little bit of time to get acclimated to the offense, and now we've started to see it. He's getting more opportunities, 38 touches, as you see, in the past two weeks, and now he's got a great matchup this week against the Buccaneers. So, We've been holding out hope, looking for a running back this season because a lot of us have been in trouble because of injuries and other tomfoolery. McKinnon is a guy to start this
2: week. Well, we're going to stick with the same game. Just go to the other color uniform here, Marcus, because you like Anthony Dixon.
1: I do. I like Anthony Dixon more as a short-term play. You heard Rank talk about McKinnon being kind of a long-term look, and I think that's what's going to happen eventually with Bryce Brown, but if you are looking for a guy to plug in for one week, Anthony Dixon is the guy who's on top of that depth chart there with injuries to Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller, and you will probably see the bulk of the work, but long-term he's kind of a big, plodding guy. He doesn't have the shiftiness of Bryce Brown, but again, If you're looking for somebody to plug in because of buys or injuries, this is your guy for one week.
2: One of the uh, great annoyances in my life is when analysts call a football player a movable chess piece. Right. It's the queen. The queen on the board is the one that goes anywhere, anytime. Denard Robinson is not a movable chess piece, (laughs) right? He's the queen. Yeah, you got to get him
5: into your lineup, you know. And uh, the the coach there, Gus Bradley, is not really helping us out too much when talking about who is going to be the starting running back. Where he's like, yeah, whatever. I guess it's going to be Denard Robinson, but he looked fantastic against the Browns. He looks great running into that number sixteen. I don't. I wasn't alive when Frank Gifford was running with number sixteen for the New York Giants years ago. But Denard looks pretty good. And again, anytime you see a guy run for one hundred yards, you got to go out and put in a claim for him because. You can put up points for you.
2: Yeah, no doubt, especially since they won their first game. A lot of it on those legs and, uh, well, and the legs of Denard Robinson the in both facets of the game. Go ahead there, Fabs.
3: Doug Baldwin is, is somebody that you need to pick up now. Once I heard about that Percy Harvin trade in New York, I tweeted out, pick up Baldwin immediately. He came in paid immediate dividends seven catches 123 yards and a touchdown over 18 fantasy points he had 11 targets which is a career high and that is definitely the reason why i like baldwin moving forward and boy he's got a great matchup coming up against the panthers all of a sudden He's on the number two wideout radar.
2: Yeah, not to for mention. Week eight. And the old uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease after his postgame comments from two weeks ago. Uh, Odell Beckham, spell it go, G-E-A-U-X Tigers, Marcus.
1: Absolutely. I'm rolling with the ODB. Yes, people on Twitter, it is the ODB. This is a guy who, as soon as Victor Cruz went out, you knew his role was going to increase. You, you see now why the Giants love him and they were so willing to be patient and wait on him through his injuries. He does a little bit of everything. He's got fantastic speed, he finds ways to get open, and he's got Really good hands, especially around the goal line. I still love how the Giants are running this West Coast offense, even though it didn't look particularly great against the Cowboys. I think Odell Beckham's going to see a lot more targets, and he's going to become a playmaker. He's a guy certainly who is warranting of
2: a flex spot. It's safe to say you guys know well enough by now that when I call a game, I get excited about the players in the game. <laughs> I uh, Just to get a chance to see how often they're put on the field, how often Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball, even though they faced a Carolina Panther team that was averaging, allowing running backs an average of five and a half yards per carry. Aaron Rodgers was still out there slinging it around, and in all their 11 personnel groupings, Devontae Adams was out there, and he got that touchdown. And uh, it seems to be a bigger and bigger part of this offense as the season goes on. They're a passing team. As much as they want to like the idea that Eddie Lacy is going to help them in a four-minute offense, Aaron Rodgers is so deft at passing that football. That's what they do. Here we go, your top 10 waiver wire targets. You see the aforementioned just a moment ago, Devontae Adams. they at number 10 fabs, uh, and apparently you agree with rank there. Take Jeremy McKinnon if you have the number one waiver wire claim in your league.
3: No question about it, and I was surprised that he's still a free agent in so many leagues yep. on
2: NFL.com because we've been talking
3: about him for weeks and he plays the Buccaneers this week.
2: What a great matchup. You don't think Colt McCoy's the long-term answer in uh, Washington. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> All right. So much. Uh, any of those waiver targets can give your team a boost, but the right fantasy trade can reshape your entire season. See which players we say you need to trade for when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, they say fortune favors the bold. And what's more bold than a big-time fantasy trade? We tell you whom to make a deal for while you still can. Plus, is Stacy Dunn in St. Louis? Will Percy produce for the Jets? And will Jimmy Graham and Megatron return to first-round form? You've got questions. We've got alliteration. And if Week 7 didn't go your way, we've got the perfect pick-me-up. Our list of deep waiver-wire players is sure to bring a breath of fresh air to your roster. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money Smith here with Akbar Marcus and Fabs. Remember, you can always hit us up on Twitter with any of your fantasy questions at NFL Fantasy. Do it. Do it. And, um, yeah, do it. All right, let's uh, reset here with the highlights from Monday night. Well, highlights for one team. There is Big Ben and Arian Foster, who had himself quite the evening. Steelers get started there. They're down 13-3 end of the second. And how about 24 points in less than three minutes? First and 10 at the 35, Ben. MarTavis, not MarTavis. Bryant for a 35-yard touchdown. Say it again, what's his name? MarTavis. Uh-huh. You know what I like here? I, Mike? Like, I like this MarTavis Bryant. <laughs> Thank you, John. It's Mark Tavis. Here we go. Pittsburgh down 13-10. And, oh, wait a minute. That's huh? a nice what? pass. Mohamed Sanchez is not the only one who can do that. Rolling to his That's left, throwing watch with watch his left. How he, about Antonio you know Brown? Did, so. What's that? Huh? Uh, who? Uh, four points there for your fantasy Antonio Brown owner. Steelers up now. 17-13. They would hold off a late Texans rally. Gain victory, 30-23. A lot of points to be had on this Monday nighter. Certainly, fantasy fortunes shifted based on Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Arian Foster, and. Did somebody dare start Ryan Fitzpatrick for those Not 18 a bad points, game right?
3: For the Amish rifle.
2: I actually had somebody uh, tweet at me about Randy Bullock. Just had a gut feeling needed eight <laughs> points. Decided to drop their kicker and pick up Randy Bullock. Brilliant move this week. Absolutely. All right, we've got seven weeks in the books now. It is time that uh, there's players you think fantasy owners should be targeting in trades. It is trade time. So fabs, get us started. Who are you going after with a trade?
3: Colin Kaepernick, right off the bat. He's Good. having his best fantasy season right. now. Now, I know San Francisco's got a buy this week, but maybe that Perfect even helps transform. you to get him for a better deal. He's actually been better on the road this year than he's been at home, and I know he only scored 14 fantasy points last week, but Anquan Bolden dropped a pass. She'd have been a touchdown. They had another touchdown called back because of a penalty. I just like Kaepernick this year. He's got more weapons than he's ever had and money. He's running more often this season, and that's huge in fantasy football.
2: And they're getting more and more healthy. Remember, this is one of the most injured teams in all of football defensively, so right. he's not getting as many opportunities as he could have moving forward. Marcus, you like Justin Forsett. I do like Justin Why Forsett. Wouldn't
1: Why not we Why not? We had so many problems early in the season trying to figure out what was going on in the Ravens' backfield, but it looks like they have finally settled on a guy, and it's Justin Forsett. He had 23 carries in last week's game. The next closest was Bernard Pierce with eight, so it looks like Forsett is going to be that guy going forward get him in your lineup. Try to move him. Maybe you can move a number two wide receiver, a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or something like that. But this is a guy who looks like he's going to be the workhorse for Baltimore going forward.
2: And the key there, too, is he was likely a waiver wire pickup, yes. which means whoever picked him up happened to have a bad week there in week one. They may, or may already have two running backs, and they're using him as a flex. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Akbar.
4: You, you know, look, right now, I think everyone knows here that I'm struggling at the wide receiver position with Calvin Johnson and A.J. Green being hurt. I'm trying to target a guy who I believe is going to be a top five wide receiver. He's the most targeted wide receiver therefore the Indianapolis Colts. You like to think it's Reggie Wayne, but no, it's T.Y. Hilton, and maybe you're not familiar with his name, but try staying at one of his hotels, and I can dare tell you right now, you're going to feel comfortable having it. him on your roster. You don't have to get it. Don't you don't get, get my joke, and it's okay, and I understand why. <laughs> but i tell you one thing, he's going to improve your roster, and you look at his matchup that he's got going up. He's got the Jaguars. He's got the Redskins coming up, so he's got some favorable matchups where he's going to explode. That'll I've seen your address. contract, uh,
2: Akbar. You only stay at Ritz in four seasons. Don't so <laughs> <laughs> try to, to slum it here with the rest of us. All What right. a on story, Shane Marine, Fabs.
3: Now, I know you're probably going to have to put forth uh, some pretty good players to get Shane Marine, uh, but if you're in a PPR league especially, now is the time to get him. Did you see last week? He saw most of the work for that Patriots backfield. And again, talk to the owner who has him and says, you know what, you never know what's going to happen in a Bill Belichick backfield. Don't you want that headache off your roster? Smart about it. You know, trying to steal the Same guy. Way. Plant for seeds of doubt is what exactly. you're saying, Exactly. Verena's going to see a lot of touches the rest of the season with Steven Ridley out for the year.
2: Another running back, Marcus, Lamar Miller, uh, since the injury to NoSean Moreno, has proven he is an RB2 at worst.
1: Absolutely. This is the guy we thought we were going to see last year. Didn't happen last season for him. This year it's working out. He is running harder, he's hitting the holes, he looks a lot more effective. Admittedly, the trade price probably went up when Noshawn Moreno went on injured reserve because he has been so effective and he's going to be the workhorse there. But with what he's doing, the way he's producing, it's worth trying to make a deal because as we've seen, that waiver wire for running backs is so thin right now. If you can get a starting running back, you do it any way
2: you can. Akbar, speaking of uh, planting the seeds of doubt, you got Ryan Matthews about to come back from injury. You still want to go out and get it. Doesn't <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter!
4: It doesn't matter. I don't want you to even finish your sentence. And the reason why is because Brandon Oliver is legit. And yes, you got to a little spooked because I yell at you, but I need to yell at you <laughs> and all the other fantasy owners who doubt that Brandon Oliver is not going to be a part of the San Diego Chargers game plan. Look, a couple of weeks ago, Kurt Warner sent me a trade offer. He was desperate for a wide receiver. Yes, that's our very own Kurt Warner, future Hall of Famer. And he sent me Odell be- oh, Excuse me, I sent him Odell Beckham for Brandon Oliver. I was like, come on, are you serious? This is a no-brainer. Of course you, you need a running back like his caliber. He's so hard. I could tell you as a defensive lineman, and I'm sitting there behind an the offensive lineman, and I shed a little, where's he? Oh, there he is. He's so small. Those guys are six six that he's going up against, and he's just hiding, and he's, boom, he just spurts out there. Do you see the way he ran away from D. Milner, a guy that's supposed to be four three four
2: six? Come on. I just think he wanted to He'll let everybody let you- know that uh, Kurt Warner... Is in the league that you're in, and it's sent an you a message. League. It's an all players league. What are you talking about? That's what you're doing. Huh? You're pointing out that the three of us are junk. You're a former. No, no, player no, no, no. I'm in multiple and leagues. I get trade offers from a guy named you Ian. In? You get trade offers from <laughs> someone named Kirk Warner. All right, I'm not any players' fans. Leagues. If you want a few more of our top trade targets, and you're not in a players league, make sure you visit <laughs> NFL.com now to download the app for free. We'll be dishing out more guys exclusively. For NFL Now viewers, and still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, get your shovels out because we are digging to find you fantasy booty. We reveal the best deep waiver wire targets for Week 8. But first, it's time to cut ties with Calvin Johnson. What? And is Jimmy Graham ever going to bounce back? We answer these burning questions and more right after this. Do that again. This week, the NFL heads back to London for the second of three games in the International Series. Week 8 features the Lions taking on the Falcons at Wembley Stadium. For the Butchers on the matchup, let's throw it to the dogs' bollocks, Steve Weish and Jordan Babineau in London.
5: All right, thanks, Matt. Well, earlier today, Jordan and I caught up with Calvin Johnson. He did make the trip over here. He said he's doing more than running. Babs, if he plays Sunday, what kind of game could we expect out of him coming back from that high ankle sprain?
1: Well, the fact that the Lions won two games without him is a good without him is a good sign. When you start to talk about the Atlanta Falcons' defense, they have some injury problems over there. Haven't been well defending the pass. Haven't been well of, of stopping opponents uh, much season. But uh, with short cornerbacks, he's always presenting size mismatches. I'm sure Stafford would love to see him suit up.
5: Yeah, Stafford had time to throw. They're getting no pressure on the quarterback. Speaking of quarterbacks, Matt Ryan started the season the first two games like gangbusters really tapered off the final four games what's been the big difference
1: too much pressure it's too much pressure on the quarterback they really haven't had a real presence in the running game and the fact that harry douglas has missed some time he's been a Great nice point. target for him for quite some time and up front offensive line they have four guys on the, on a the season ending injury list
5: yeah matt ryan sacked nine times the past two games and harry douglas out the final four all right back to you matt
2: All right, thank you, Steve. Jordan, with the full Monty there. As you heard from that (laughs) report, Calvin Johnson did travel with the team to London, so a chance he could play versus the Falcons. Megatron has no doubt underperformed so far this season, but is it time to trade for him? Akbar, we'll start with you.
4: You know, absolutely. I, I would trade for Calvin Johnson. I happen to be in our in our expert league. I happen you to be the owner of Calvin Johnson, but if I weren't, I would trade for him. This is a great opportunity to take advantage for those guys who are low and, and, and down on Calvin Johnson. Come on. Don't act like you know. Act like you know he is a superior and is the superior wide receiver in the National Football League, and nobody is better than Calvin Johnson. He's just been hurt. That's a part of the game. If he's got to sit on your bench, he's that good where you just have to wait. But if you Want to get rid? I mean, if you want to go out there and cop him, I'll go out there and cop him right now.
3: All for a good time running back.
2: That's what I was going to say, Fabs. I mean, is it Gio Bernard? Can you fetch Calvin Johnson with a, a top five running back like Gio?
3: I'm always trying to rob guys. You know that. Yeah. So I don't Beef. know if I'm going to offer a Gio Bernard right off the off the start, but I could see a Gio Bernard, maybe a Lashawn McCoy for Calvin Johnson, something at that level. And but you've chances, got
4: to You've and, got it. if you right. have if you have Calvin Johnson, maybe you you missed out on getting an elite, elite running back. So like you, you did. Offer, you took yes. him fifth
2: in our, yeah. uh, in our extra And I draft. missed out on getting that
4: elite right. running back. So then if you offered me an elite running back, and look, Adam's over here getting the idea. Oh, uh-huh. If
5: you offered me an elite running back, I'm sure. like, uh, you get you know what, I need some production okay. right now. I got Trey Mason and Jarek McKinnon. Which one do you want? <laughs> How <laughs> the elite. Here
2: we go. We maybe I would try to barter a deal right now, but okay. knowing what happened to us a couple right. of years ago. That's got right. Akbar doesn't I got change. I got Justin Forsett. He's I'm a top man. five back right now. I'd offer him to you for Calvin Johnson. I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word. You want to make that deal let me think about it. All right, just a reminder: the Lions and Falcons game Sunday from London will have an extra early kickoff, 9:30 a.m. Eastern, 6:30 a.m. Pacific. So be sure to get your lineup set Saturday night or early Sunday morning. Next topic: we'll keep it going with a few more of what we like to call <laughs> burning questions. Jimmy Graham had uh, zero receiving yards is that on what two targets like? <laughs> versus the Lions last Sunday. Clearly, he's still hurt. So right. is now the time to trade for him? How about it, Rank?
5: Yeah, I would take him. I would take a chance on jimmy graham i understand if there's somebody out there who was able to pick up another tight end and they're rather smitten with them and they're going to keep jimmy graham on the bench then yeah go out and take a look see if somebody's a little bit frustrated ready to make a deal i really have a lot of high hopes for jimmy graham and realize you know what even if it's a limited player he can still be very effective he went through this last year still put up some pretty good stat lines so i'm not ready to uh give up on him just yet
2: How about it, Fabs? Trading for Jimmy Graham, it's going to cost you. I mean, it's a a first-round pick.
3: But you have to be clever, and you have to discuss the trade with the other owner and say, listen, I don't know what I'm getting. He was on the field last week. He didn't see any receptions whatsoever, and it's a risk. So all the risk is taken by me
2: in this deal. So
3: I'm not going to offer up an elite player off the top. Maybe you pair Graham. him up
2: with a mid tier tight end like no a Dwayne Allen that. or something like that so they fill that roster spot. If they need spot, a running back, exactly. maybe I
3: say, I'm going to give you a Ronnie Hillman and, and Jeremy Macklin, for example, something like that for Jimmy Graham and another player. All
2: right, Fabs, let's uh, keep it going here. Is it time to pick up Josh Gordon off waivers?
3: It was time to pick him up seven weeks ago. Okay. All right. I have had Jimmy Graham on my roster every Josh single no, I'm Josh sorry, Gordon. Josh Gordon yeah. every single week. Uh, I picked him up once I heard that the suspension was going to be decreased. And the bottom line here is simple. Josh Gordon was the number one wide receiver in fantasy football last season. He was at, thank you. I want to hear the flame. I and there was the
2: flame. Did you hear it? I, I heard it for you. We didn't hear it.
3: <laughs> and put it this way. If you pick up Gordon now, he's going to be back in, what, week 12, right? So you've got you're added gonna have to depth do it now. at the wide receiver position. So you can maybe trade another wide receiver, help yourself at another position, and suddenly you're in good shape once week 12 comes along. And if your team's doing well right now, You've got Josh yeah, Gordon you, for you, the duration of the playoffs.
4: You, you, you want to jump in as soon as you can. I was so mad when you did that because I went on every single one of my leagues and tried to find Josh Gordon. No I where? was only find able to find him one I'll in one him league. To you. And what, you, you'll give me Josh Gordon? I'll trade him to all you. Right, let's Don't talk. do it. Right, it doesn't work towards.
2: on the TV. Akbar nah. Welch is on every one of those trades. <laughs> no, did you not see him drinking
5: the eggs uh, on Monday?
2: Akbar, everyone was surprised last week when Percy Harvin got dealt to the Jets. I guess everyone except the front office in Seattle that were trying to deal him apparently for a couple weeks. What are your expectations for him now in New York?
4: Well, it's not that he's going to jump off the board and all of a sudden be a wide receiver one or, or even a wide receiver two. I think he's a situational flex player and the reason why, uh, there's the fire. Uh, that's the type of fire he's probably going to have to have in, in, with the New York Jets. Here's one thing I know about the Ryans. I, I know that the Ryans are innovative. They're going to try to find a way to get uh, Percy Harvin involved in some sort of way. You're going to see him on those reverses. You're going to see him in the screen game, and that really does help, too, with the confidence of Geno Smith. Help him get the ball moving. Because really, what are we talking about here in offense? Moving the chains. And Percy Harvin can move the chains with those One thing
2: I would point out, I, just the the financial commitment from the Jets on Percy Harvin. You know, obviously Seattle's responsible for a signing bonus. The Jets are responsible for about six million dollars this year, and then they have to decide whether or not they're going to bring him back. So they're going to use him. They have to take inventory yep. on Percy Harvin. It's going to cost them six million bucks to get a look-see. So you are going to see him at the very least get touches, be involved in this offense. If you can pluck him from somebody's roster, for, as we're talking about trades, guys, for extremely cheap, this is the time to do it because yep. he is going to be part of that Jets offense. It just, financially, he has to be because it's too big of it a number next sense. year. Uh, otherwise, they're going to have to cut him. All right, let's, uh, let's move on, Fabs. Is it time to drop Zach Stacey? I think it is. Uh, listen,
3: no touches last week. Uh, this is a guy who played one snap. We drafted him to be our number two, but things have changed. It looks like the Trey Mason show in St. Louis with a little Benny Cunningham thrown in there as well. And at this point, if you need to pick up a hot free agent like a Jarek McKinnon, for example, or a Trey Mason, now is the time to cut ties with Zach Stacy in redraft leagues.
2: I'm going to get real crazy here, Fabs. All right, real you're crazy? talking Zach Stacy, and clearly, look, he, he averaged less than four yards per carry. He's yes. not a breakaway back, so I, I understand why they're getting a look at Trey Mason now, especially considering where they're at in their season. You saw it in the desperation and the way they played that game, the fake punt deep in their own territory, but – I'm going to go to Monte Ball because Ronnie Hillman is effective. The Denver Broncos, unlike a lot of other teams, they don't care about, it's an old economics term, sunk cost, and the fact that they invested a high draft pick in Monte Ball and they're paying him a little bit of scratch, they don't care. They have to win the Super Bowl this year. And Ronnie Hillman has looked considerably more effective at the running back position than Monte Ball. And we know what Peyton Manning's all about, trusting his receivers, his running backs, his pass protectors, and you never got the sense that he trusted Monte Ball. So if you have that first-round pick in your that first pick in your waiver wire, I would look long and hard and ask yourself if you really think Monte Ball is ever going to have an impact the rest of the way this year. And, and,
4: and, and I and I can say this too, <laughs> you know, in speaking with uh, Ronnie Hillman, that you know that Peyton Manning's entrusted a lot of time and invested a lot of time getting him bring because the knock on him before was his ability to digest everything that was going on. So Peyton kind of took him under his wing and kind of taught him along. You know, if you're teaching somebody like that, you're going to want to give him the opportunities to shine, and that's why you're going to see Ronnie yeah. Hillman in, in that success light. So Monte Ball,
2: it's. Wow. Uh, I, I said sunk cost. It's opportunity cost. If you got Monte Ball sitting on your bench and you know you can't start him because Ronnie Hillman's listed number one, what's the point? What, what is the point of having him on your Hillman's roster? Hillman's one fumble can... away
3: from losing that job, though.
2: If Monte Ball was better, if he looked better with all the opportunities he was given, I'd, I'd agree. It it's a tough decision, but something that you, know, you got to give up somebody you to pick drop up someone off the waiver. Exactly. The waiver the wire guys. targets, uh, speaking of those, are kind of like fantasy points. You can never have too many. That's why we'll go even deeper and bring you a brand new batch of guys to pick up right after this. With NFL Now, never miss another game highlight. Matter. Subscribe today and you'll get instant game highlights on all and each of your devices. Download the NFL Now app today. You can learn more at NFL.com now. As we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Money Smith here with all the guys. And we're talking deep waiver wire targets. You're picking, I don't know, eighth or ninth in your league. Fabs, who do you like?
3: I like this bow tie. That looks looks fantastic. on He's a a handsome gentleman. Another handsome gentleman, Lewis Murphy, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has averaged over 10 fantasy points in his last three games. They've got a good matchup this week against the Minnesota Vikings. So if you're in a 12-team league, a 14-team league, or deeper, and you're looking for a wide receiver, well... Murphy's been pretty good lately.
2: All right, Marcus, with your bow tie, what do you like? I do like Bryce Brown this week. I know I talked about Anthony
1: Dixon a little earlier in the show. I think Dixon is the short term play. Brown is a guy with a little bit more long range value, especially now CJ Spiller is on IR, designated to return. Fred Jackson's out for a few weeks. This is a guy you go get. He's a much better all around running back, more shifty, has a lot more ability. I like him a little bit more long term than Dixon.
2: Bills. All right, how about it, Rank?
5: I'm going to go with Gavin Escobar, who a he, go of weeks, school? he went to Cal State Fullerton. No, he went to San Diego. Oh, State. that's nice. Uh, go Aztecs. Yeah, go Aztecs. Why would I not mention that, Akbar? All right, I would pick him up. He was a that helps no one player of the week a couple of weeks back, but now he's getting more involved in the offense. So if you're struggling for tight end, why not? That's my analysis. Why not?
2: Why not, Akbar? <laughs> Kenny Stills, San Mohawk. Where to school?
5: Uh, San Diego State. Uh, speaking. Kenny
2: Stills, you don't know. Oh, he went to Mohawk. of Soda. course.
4: Come on, I know that. But no, look, you when you talk about Kenny Stills, Kenny Stills, he's gonna, they're going to be playing home. You know Drew Brees, he plays well at home. I think he could be have another big week like he did against the Detroit how many, Lions. How no. many eggs
5: are you putting on that? Oh, no
2: <laughs> eggs. And by the way, playing Green Bay, so expect that shootout, that I'm Brees, Aaron Rodgers shootout yeah. this week in the Dome. All right, that is going to do it for us today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for all of Michael Fabiano starts and sits for week 8. We'll see you then. Great.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish